Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, good morning. It is 8.33 this Monday morning, the 22nd day of January, 2024. I'm John Reed. And we are glad you're with us here on News Radio WRV. It's weird when I was um, when I wasn't on the TV or the radio, and I was getting dressed to go work at the Capitol or at the PR firm. I had the radio on or the TV on, and there were little audio cues that told me whether I was about to be late for work or not, or whether I was going to miss the metro back when the metro was safe in DC, <laughs> or you know, I was going to miss miss the car, the the town car that was going to take me where I was going, right? Um, so if you're a little thrown off by the timing here, it's because Gary is out today for great reasons. His daughter uh, yesterday gave birth to a new baby. So that's wonderful. He's a grandpa once again. And, you know, Gary's worked here for what, 30 years, I think. And he asked for the day off and everybody agreed. Come on. You know, he's got to help his daughter. He's got to help the babies. I and mean, there are all these, you know, it's a wonderful thing. A family with a lot of little kids. It's great for the Christmas picture, but man, it's a lot of work, right? So <laughs> we're covering for Gary today. I'm happy to do it. I know Dan, the producer, is happy to do it. We're all happy to do it so that Gary can get off to a good start with his new grandbaby. And we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about it tomorrow. But just if you were wondering, where's Gary? Gary's still with us, no problem. Um, it's just throwing off our timing a little bit, which may worry you <laughs> some, right? So I just wanted to fill you in on that and share the good news. It's great news. I'm so happy when I'm, when I get news like that. All right, eight thirty-five here. Um, lots, lots to talk about. You know, DeSantis has dropped out of the race. We got the New Hampshire primaries tomorrow. We'll see if Nikki Haley. Do you think she's going to knock him off and beat him with fifty percent plus? I don't think so. My instinct is that the people who were Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the people who are voting for DeSantis, which I guess wasn't a very large group, that I think they're going for Trump. I think I think Trump's got the momentum. But we'll see what happens when we are crunching the numbers on Wednesday. Tomorrow, the New Hampshire primaries. I I like Ron DeSantis. Um, you know, I'm happy to support Donald Trump. I think Donald Trump was a great president, and he's still got the fight in him, and he is the symbol of the fight against the corruption in Washington, and that cannot be dismissed. And if he's still alive and fighting and smart and engaged, which he is, then I'm happy to stand with him to try to fight back against the corruption in Washington and the bureaucracy. So if that's where we're going, if that's what we've decided, then that's okay. I'm with you. 
Uh, but I hope we will keep Ron DeSantis close to our bosom because he's an important person for the future. I think he did a, done a great job as governor of Florida. And so, you know, put aside all the sniping that happens during a campaign and, and I think keep this guy uh, happy and healthy because he may be the one of the, the people who's the future of the party. My opinion. I, I, and, I, and I hope you'll come to um, – believe that too and help cultivate him instead of tear him down now if you you know obviously i care a lot about politics most of the people who listen to this program care a little bit about politics or or a lot can you just go put a big 10 foot um sign for donald trump or glenn youngkin or you know whoever your preferred candidate is in your front yard i think the homeowners association might say nah it's your property but um, no, we don't, we don't do that here, right? I mean, a lot of places, there are very strict rules about that. And if you're a renter or you, you, you know, you've got some sort of arrangement with the property owner where they told you that wasn't, you know, that thing's not okay, then there shouldn't be any debate about that. Wait till you hear about what is happening at the University of Virginia. Again, Jim Bacon from BaconsRebellion.com, the website that covers all of the blog, that covers a lot of stories you won't see anywhere else, is with us. So tell me what the deal is on the lawn at UVA, the picture-perfect Thomas Jefferson-designed postcard, um, beautiful site that everybody from around the world wants to come see. And some of these kids who've been given given the honor of living on the lawn have decided once again to kind of desecrate the place? No, they sure are, John. It just huh. uh, this is an old story, and it keeps repeating itself. It's really sad. Uh, the the lawn is part of the academical village, which includes rotunda. It's an architectural masterpiece. It is designated a UNESCO World Heritage Site. Uh, thousands of people every year, women, children, grandmothers, come visit the place, <clears throat> and uh, uh, to, to, to see it and. Um, yeah, so we would expect it to be governed by certain rules of decorum, and this has nothing to do with freedom of speech. It has to do with respecting the, the place. And uh, But uh, the student activists at UVA who find themselves on the lawn don't seem to be willing to respect that. Um, uh, as you may recall, our, our group, the Jefferson Council, got going uh, a couple of years ago after uh, one of the lawn residents posted a big, huge sign with um, <clears throat> uh, that said F blank, 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 mm-hmm. UVA, you can fill in the blanks. Mm-hmm. Real so classy, real intellectual, real upscale and, and thoughtful. To <laughs> That's, yeah. that's, that's yeah. what you can come up with if you've got a problem, is the most gutter language that someone who can't doesn't have a third grade education can articulate. Right, yeah. we're so impressed by the level of intellect there. Yes, right. So anyway, so alumni uh, rose up in, uh, in, in, in just furious, and we were organized Jefferson Council, and we, and we, we bombarded the, the administration. And so what they, they said, okay, we can't take this down, because, even though it violated the terms of the lease agreement. And they said because they hadn't been enforcing it from the beginning, and if they suddenly turned around and decided to begin enforcing the rule uh, against putting all, all this garbage on, on, on the, the lawn doors, that would constitute um, a violation of the woman's freedom of speech. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> we said, okay, fine. And what they, they promised to 
at the end of the semester, they would kind of rewrite, kind of tighten up the, the law, the lease agreement, and they would begin enforcing it. And so it wouldn't become a problem again. And the, what their solution was, they would put this little kind of discreet bulletin board on each of the doors. And so if you wanted to post something, you could post it on the bulletin board. So that was the idea. And so uh, the next uh, semester rolled around and, and it was, um, it kind of worked. And, uh, but as you know, students are always going to push the limits. They're always going to push the envelope. So it's kind of like they they started putting stuff on the bulletin board that just kind of was a little bit bigger than the bulletin board and it overlapped. (laughs) And then the things got bigger and then they, you know, then they would maybe put a second flyer up on their wall, maybe not a really big one or not a vulgar one, but they kept on testing and testing and post and, uh, incrementally. And so now we have arrived at the result that, uh, five lawn residents, um, presumably all, all of them are sympathizers with uh, Student Justice for Palestine mm-hmm. and the Palestinian cause, have basically um, go, papered their wall, their doors, almost top to bottom, with, with a list of the 9,000 martyrs. Uh, of the first week of November, which is uh, these 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 Palestinian civilians who were killed um, after the Israelis um, began, after Hamas uh, slaughtered uh, the Jews, but okay, yeah. little detail there. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I get your point. Okay, and so what's so, the reaction you know, from UVA? I would think they would come in and say, guys. Um, you're certainly entitled to your opinion as long as you don't threaten to uh, murder Jewish students on our campus. Um, but you're not going to be able to put this. The, these leaflets on the door we've made we've been clear what the rules are you can go give a speech if you'd like to but you can't do this on the door is that what they've done or not uh to our knowledge nothing has been done i of don't course. know if the flyers are still up there but yeah. what uh, uh students of justice for in palestine did is they took photos of a couple of these doors and then posted it on instagram uh-huh. and so it's there for all the world to see what they did that's actually how I found out about it because I haven't been to Charlottesville <laughs> in a couple of weeks. Okay, and uh, uh, so clearly, at the point that the, pho- the photographs were taken, the, the administration had done nothing. We've heard absolutely nothing about it since. And uh, you know, next time I'm at UVA, I'll go by and check and see if those things are still up there. But we posted about it on our blog. We've heard absolutely nothing, no response at all. So uh, it, it it seems to be that once again we have a situation where a rule was made and uh, it was kind of incrementally violated. The university authorities never enforced it. And uh, and I'm sorry, I can't help but think that one of the reasons they didn't enforce it, let's, let's put it this way, if that had been like a big uh, pro-MAGA uh, flyer oh, all over the wall oh, and big boy. pictures of President Trump <laughs> yeah, all, over, right. all, all over the door, yeah, I think it would have been a different reaction. You might have had a fire so, on the yeah. lawn, to be honest with you, the way people yeah. are behaving these days. Well, that's a good point. I mean, look. I, I think I could have a very animated, probably unpleasant conversation with these particular students about the position they're articulating, but I would respect their uh, right, assuming they were smart enough to battle with me in the world of ideas, to take the position they're having. But there seems to be something going on at UVA where certain people have to obey the rules and certain people don't. And that leads me to the next story, which is probably a bigger story about UVA, uh, I think, persecuting their own employees over 
the vaccines, not giving the leeway for religious freedom. And we're seeing the price tag for this. What's the incident? Then the last 90 seconds here, uh, which is kind of shorting you a little bit. What's the story here? Well, uh, about a year ago, a dozen uh, former employees of the University of Virginia Health System, uh, the hospital system, uh, filed a complaint saying that uh, um, they had been deprived uh, of, uh, they were not allowed to have religious exemptions for taking the COVID vaccine. Mm-hmm. So uh, the UVA hospital wanted everybody to take the COVID vaccine uh, on, on the theory that it would uh, reduce um, transmission of the disease and uh, and and prevent harm to patients. Well, we now know that 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 COVID vaccinated people can transmit the disease too anyway. But what they did is they there's still there's this law that that, uh, that says uh, people are allowed to apply for religious exemption. Mm-hmm. So what UVA did said, well they identified about eight or nine denominations, religious denominations that is part of their official theology and said if you're one of these denominations, you're exempted. Uh, but if you're not you don't get an exemption. And so they had all these other people. I mean, it's like Christianity is, particularly evangelical Christianity, is kind of fluid. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's all sorts of offshoots and, you know, and sects and, and, and different groups and, and, and people with different ideas about things. And so these people were claiming religious exemptions. And uh, UVA said, nope, sorry, you don't belong to one of these approved nominations. Uh, you don't get one. So, in effect, they were ba- basically positioning themselves as the arbiters of of uh, of theology. And know, of course, who, the twisted who, irony of the school that Thomas Jefferson founded doing that when he is also the man who wrote the Statute for Religious Freedom. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, is that lost on them? Do they even know who Thomas Jefferson is and his uh, his principles for them to behave this way? I'd say the mid-level bureaucrats at the uh, health system who devises policy and enforce it probably are not familiar with yeah. Thomas Jefferson's yeah. statute of religious freedom. It's really shocking. I appreciate the fact that you're bringing that up. And then I, must, I would ask, how much money are we spending, taxpayer money and, and the like, to, to litigate all that? I mean, these people oh, have created yeah, yeah. a huge so, mess. Yeah, We filed a FOIA and uh-huh. uh, Freedom of Information. Mason Act request uh, at, at that point in time, and as of November, is one point eight million dollars. It's active, ongoing litigation, so it's probably wow. well over two wow. two million dollars. I mean, you know what lawyers get these days, John? I mean, oh, I'm, unfortunately, I'm familiar with it. Like eight, yeah, eight hundred dollars <laughs> an hour. Wealthy. You know? yeah. <laughs> Jim Bacon from BaconsRebellion.com. I hope you will check them out. I read them every morning to see what I missed with everybody else who's not fairly covering the news. Jim, I appreciate the chance to talk to you always. Thank Thanks, you. Thanks, Judd. All right, eight forty-seven. We're back with more in a moment on News Radio WRVA. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.